10 to 1, episode 11. Authors I've never read, but want to. The list I chose today, authors I've never read but want to, it kind of comes from the the kick I, I was kind of talking about one of our previous episodes, wanting to read a bunch of classics, and so I've made a list of, of books I've wanted to read. I've had books on my want-to-read list that I've been keeping since probably high school. I think there's like 300 books now on the list that, wow. that I'd like to read at some point. That's a lot of homework. Yeah, yeah. A lot of, uh, quite a mixed variety of books. So this list, it won't just be classic authors, it mostly will be, um, because those are the ones that I've more recently put on the list, and a lot of them are, are authors I that I haven't read anything from, uh, not even short stories, mm-hmm. which which was how I did it for me. If I've read at least a short story from them, I didn't put them on, right. on the list, so sorry, Hemingway. Yeah, I went um, I went the same route, and there were a fair number that... Sorry, Shirley Jackson. Yeah, a fair number that I want to read more of their stuff in the future, mm-hmm. but right. uh, I've read, you know, a sonnet or something mm-hmm. from them in, in sure. college or yep. literature class, so... Right, right, yep, so that, that kicked out a bunch of them, but uh, yeah, I have I have ten that, that I'd like to like to read. So let's get started. Okay. All right, my number 10 is H.G. Wells. Oh, you've never read anything from H.G. Wells. I never have. Oh, interesting. his Time Machine is on my Mm -hmm. list of books to read. Okay. And uh, for most of these books, I've purposefully tried, uh, and these authors... Oh, I guess the books that I specifically want to read from these authors. Mm-hmm. I purposefully have tried to know as little as possible hmm. about the storyline. Right, Just so right. I can go into it with a, a okay. fresh, open okay. mind. What Especially else? if it's a classic that's been around for a while and you've heard different things. Right. So, yeah. it's my number ten. Okay. Uh, let's see. So that's War of the Worlds... Yeah. Time machine. What are are there any others you can think of here at up top head? No, I'm, I'm not blanking off the top on, of my head. on him. Okay. I've read both of those. I'm not sure if I've read any of his other things. They're pretty good. Especially for the time that he wrote them in. I'm sure. Impressive, so Alright. Um mine is uh, just in order, sort of in chronological order. I didn't list them in the order that I'm interested in reading them like you did, I think. Okay, yeah, for me it's the order I'm interested in. Right. I I just uh, kind of went the cheating route and just did them chronologically mm-hmm. and speaking of cheating my number 10 is actually a collection of people because i don't really know too much about them and that's just a lot of greek ancient greek writers oh, okay. um so that's plato aristotle, uh, aristotle uh, thucydides aristophanes um a lot of those guys i don't know a lot about them um i've read a little bit about plato and he he's a really impressive the fact that um they say that all of Western philosophy is basically, uh, I think someone said it's all footnotes of, huh. of Plato. He really yeah, was a very instrumental, wow. right, he's a deep thinker. He was, um, we have all of his, I think we have all of his writings. Um, so, you know, 2,000 years later, we still have all of that he wrote down, yeah, which is really is amazing. Yeah. And just how much he's, he's impacted everything. Uh, so, uh, so I want to check him out. Um, Thucydides wrote uh, history. Aristophanes wrote plays. Uh, there are others. 
that are on my list, but uh, those are those are those are three of the main ones. And so just the fact that these guys wrote things. I mean, even uh, so, Aristophanes he wrote plays, and we and we still have them two thousand years later, and they're still something that people read, something that people can get something out of. That's just mm-hmm. crazy that something's lasted that long. So yeah, so that's my number ten. I'm I'm kind of excited to dig into some of these ancient Greek writers. I might not understand all of them. I might not be able to Maybe you uh, should read them in English. appreciate all of them. <laughs> yeah, I don't speak Greek, so it'll, it will be in English. I might not have fun reading all of them. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I haven't read uh, too much ancient literature, so we'll see. But I'm, I'm excited to try it out and see what, see what it's all about. So that's my number 10, ancient Greek writers. Okay, my number nine is Bram Stoker, author of Dracula. Mm -hmm. I'm interested to see what was it that launched the modern vampire craze. It's it's the father of the vampire, basically the vampire revolution, right, right. I guess. So I, <laughs> I I don't really know anything about it mm-hmm. except you know he lived in a castle and right. so forth. You know all the basic <laughs> details, mm-hmm. but I uh, I it's one of those things I've I don't know the original story, so I want to find out what it's all about. Yeah, so, and it's classic work. So mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't read I haven't read that one either, and it's on my list. Um, he's not on my top ten list, but yeah. I would like to read his Dracula sometime. It's told, um, I do know it's written in the form of like journal entries and newspaper yeah. clippings instead yeah. of just a, a narrative. Yeah, and, and that interests me. So yeah, that's that's very interesting, and I've heard it's pretty clever, and uh, maybe we can check out a, a version. I've heard it's good to, to read it with a Footnotes Edition Okay. to have some things explained, I guess, maybe from the time period, some okay. contemporary things referenced, something like that. Get the full enjoyment out of it. Right, so yeah, I definitely want to check yeah. that one out sometime too. Cool. All right, uh, my number nine is Fyodor Mikhailovich Dostoevsky. Which, uh, the only thing that I've experienced from him was a movie based on one of his books, The Brothers Karamazov, which, uh, I liked it. It was a good movie. Uh, Yul Brynner, one of your favorite yeah. actors. William Shatner, one of our favorite actors. I forgot it had if William Shatner uh, in it. Yep, yep. Not if a you, strong uh, role, but... Both made our yeah. top ten actors list. Um, no, no, not super yeah. strong. But, uh, yeah, I, I liked the movie. I liked the strong characters and the the very thoughtful story, the mm-hmm. the philosophy that they discuss, and I'm sure that they really had to gloss over a lot and, and cut out a lot from the book, just because of the way you have to have to make movies. And so I'm sure, um, having enjoyed the movie, that the book, with those kind of philosophical points that he's bringing up and, and exploring, I think I would enjoy that. Uh, so uh, Brothers Karamazov, I'm interested in reading Crime and Punishment, The Idiot, Heard those are are some of his better ones. So yep, Dostoevsky. I'm I'm looking forward to when I get to him. He was born in uh, 1821. So we'll see how long it takes me to go chronologically all the way to <laughs> 1821 and uh, get to Dostoevsky. My number nine. All right, my number eight is Mary Shelley, mm. author of Frankenstein. Yeah. And all the same reasons as for Dracula. It's just it's another classic mm-hmm. book that. So many of the horror genre right. refer back to they they got their launching point from this book and mm, so very iconic. I'm interested yeah and again I I know very little about it mm-hmm, except mm-hmm. that the monster is not named Frankenstein <laughs> Frankenstein is the right. name who creates right, it. that's right. about all I know okay so I uh, 
I definitely want to check it out and yeah. find out what's going on. It's my number eight. Yeah, also my to-read list. Haven't read that one. Uh, that one I've heard uh, is very different from like the, the Frankenstein movies that I'm have sure. come out. It's a lot more, actually, I think a lot more philosophical and, huh. and pondering the, the nature of man and yeah. humanity. Yeah, and I'm interested in Instead of that. just a monster running around right. kind of story. Right, so, yeah. that's that's kind of what's more why I'm more interested mm-hmm. in it is it's not just some some monster novel. Mm-hmm. It, oh. It's actually got some substance to it. And I just remembered there's I, I'm not sure that I would I would read it, but it's a really interesting printing of it that I saw where someone took the the novel Frankenstein. Okay. Um, I think it, the full title is Frankenstein: A Modern Prometheus, and uh, so they have the text of it, and it's set in some normal font. I don't know what it is, but some normal serif font. But every so often, every so every random number of characters, a different font is used for just one letter. Nice. And it starts off slow, and it's just maybe uh, a letter a page, or a letter every other page at the beginning. And as you go, it becomes more and more of these other random fonts thrown in there, until by the end... It's this, it's this mixture mishmash. of very weird oh, fonts. That's clever. And so it's probably difficult to read that way. And so I don't I don't know that I would purchase it. It's something that I wouldn't read necessarily, but it's a really cool idea. Yeah. Uh, I bet it would be neat to flip I, through I at least. I certainly want to look so, at it. Yeah. yeah. So I'll, I'll find the link for that and put that in the show notes. Yeah. All right. So that was your number eight. eight. Yeah. All right. So on to my number eight, uh, sticking with the Russian authors. After Dostoevsky is Count Lev Nikolaevich Tolstoy, known as Leo Tolstoy. Yeah, he was on my uh, or in English honorable mentions. He he okay. made my short list. Yeah, so I don't think I haven't read anything of his. I haven't seen anything of his adapted. I've just heard uh, that he is just a, a master writer. Uh, that he writes these very big, grandiose books. Um, I think War and Peace might be his famous. Most Anna famous Karenina work is and Anna Karenina, I've heard is good, but War and Peace with just hundreds of characters and so difficult to keep track of, but just an epic story. Um, I think actually A and E is making a a mini series. I think they have made a mini series of War and Peace that's supposed to be pretty good. The same people that have made The Hornblower, The Longitude, okay. some of the other things we, we've enjoyed. That's so pretty, yeah. a pretty good re- recommendation for them. Yeah, so we might. Uh, I don't know if I would want to check that out or. Or read the book, or if that would be something that would be helped to see an adaptation of it, just because there's so many characters. But, uh, yeah, looking forward to Leo Tolstoy. He was born 1828, so we'll get to him eventually. That's my number eight, <laughs> Leo Tolstoy. All right, my number seven is Homer. Oh, with yeah. The Iliad and the Odyssey. Iliad, now, mm-hmm. Iliad, yeah. Now, I know the basic plot of the odyssey because right. i've read Uh-oh. wishbone books here it comes <laughs> uh but yeah, no, that's... like i said i don't cons- wishbone got i think got yeah, a lot of people it, to yeah expose the i, I think wishbone literature. books are, are a good thing <laughs> um but you know obviously i don't consider that to be reading sure. anything about well, it so it's the same as uh all the great illustrated classics that we read which I almost are very, would consider that well. I very guess heavily abridged. They're very heavily abridged, um, yeah. And uh, mostly the action, uh, little dialogue, a lot of pictures, and I read a ton of those growing up. Right. Um, so. I almost, I almost do count those though. Whereas Wishbone is really just so much of its own mm-hmm. different book that. I mean, for some things like like Moby Dick, 
well, yeah. It's got to be so different with oh, all the sure. random chapters on whaling and yeah. and uh, <laughs> that's all cut out from the illustrated classic. I will say I did version. love reading Moby Dick mm-hmm. illustrated yeah. classic version. Right, yeah, <laughs> much shorter. All right, so that's my number seven. Uh, yeah, homework. Okay, yeah, I I might have put Homer on my list, but I've read portions of the odyssey so i did leave that out and i haven't read a complete i haven't read the iliad or the odyssey in completion um, and those are the next that's the first classic i'm gonna start with but uh yep good choice good choice homer all right so what are we on seven yeah. my number seven is emily jane bronte oh. and i've read portions of her sister's jane Eyre. Uh, which which Bronte wrote that one? Charlotte Bronte, maybe? Sure. Sure. I, I read portions of that, but I was pretty young, and it was really boring to me. Um, so uh, Emily Bronte was the one that wrote Wuthering Heights. I'm not sure if she wrote anything else, or if or if there's uh, there's nothing else that I, I don't think have on my list to read. Um, but um, 1848? No, wait, that was when she died. 1818 is when she was born. So uh, kind of that early 1800s British literature, very well known. Um, I, I do like British literature. I don't know if I've read anything directly from that time period, early 1800s or not, but uh, I like that historical period, so I'm I'm interested in checking out Wuthering Heights by Emily Bronte, my number seven. Okay. With an umlaut on the, over the Bronte. Yes. <laughs> my number six is Dante Alighieri. Ah, uh, yes. And... Uh, Good choice. You and Matt and Ben on the Sci-Fi Christian mm-hmm. have just had such high praise for his trilogy, I guess. Mm-hmm. Paradiso, Inferno, Purgatorio. Which I've only read Inferno. Uh, okay, but still, you I remember you really enjoyed that. Surprisingly, yeah. yeah. I, I wouldn't have thought an, a, such an old poem, epic poem, I would have really enjoyed reading. Yeah, so I it's really intrigued me mm-hmm. a lot, and and of course that it's a classic. So I'm I'm definitely very interested in checking it out. And it sounded from what you the couple things that you were telling me that it's not just a story; it's also everything that he talks about occurring is mm-hmm. it it makes you think about what he was was getting at when he said that so right yeah i have it's intelligent literature mm-hmm. oh yeah oh man even if you end up not enjoying it and i think there would be a lot of people that wouldn't enjoy reading it yeah um maybe because of the subject matter uh for the inferno at least of of hell of course and that's not a nice place um and then just because it's epic poetry and and that's not everybody's bag um but definitely got to respect it and mm-hmm. it's a it's a masterful piece of writing and reading mm-hmm. through the uh it's john chardy's translation and he uh has the footnotes as well yeah uh, that's oh, the one that we have definitely gonna get one that's got footnotes for that yeah 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 read the one that we have with his footnotes yeah. and it's just crazy all of the the political all the things pictures. he worked into yeah and um yeah, very masterful, very very good writer. Yeah, I'm uh, trying to broaden my literary yeah. horizons. <laughs> Get some good classic literature in. So that's mm-hmm. my number six, Dante. Nice. Well, my number six is Will Durant. Have you heard of him? I have. Okay, I didn't know if you and has you just heard of him because of the book or two that we have of his. What has he written? He was a historian. Uh, we have uh, one of his volumes 
of history. He wrote like a history of civilization, basically. Okay, that's what he I've wrote seen a history of philosophy, one volume history of philosophy. Okay, which is yeah. highly touted, I guess. Okay, <laughs> and uh, but I don't think he's very well known. I don't. I guess as a historian, I don't know. There's many historians that are well known, but bummer for anybody dreaming to be a historian. <laughs> I was actually just talking about this with Micah today. Like, oh, you go to college and study history. Like, I know this. Uh, I've had friends that did. Like Dylan from church that's going to be studying history this year. And we're just talking about the different career opportunities. Uh, as you could be a history teacher. That's probably what most of them do. Um, I really don't know much else of what <laughs> they can do. Um, be an author, I guess. Maybe some are journalists, museum curators, things like that. But who's anyway. That? I was going to say, who's that author that is on that really long podcast that we oh, listen right, right, to right. that um dan carlin yeah dan carlin refers to uh, that one ancient oh herodotus herodotus yeah right that's right the other yeah. thing is he might if be a well historian, historian then you might get called a liar a lot of times or <laughs> your facts might be doubted and so forth true people yes. might say you colored things according <laughs> to your perspective so it's rough being a historian <laughs> that's funny but uh yeah will durant a uh, classic conservative historian he was born in 1885 and his histories uh, i guess were pretty well respected um he was kind of an old school historian as far as uh and i'm i don't i know only really basic uh, history theory i guess but things like the great man theory of history where uh, people said history was made by these certain great men throughout the ages so you know you have an alexander the great you have uh, julius caesar you have right napoleon george washington and these great men changed history just because uh, right place at the right time force of, force of their personality just um, they rose to the occasion um, and i think a more modern view of history is uh, that say napoleon if he had not been napoleon then someone else would have taken his spot or with george washington if there had not been a george washington then some other founding father would have stepped into that role and america still would have become a country maybe in a different way slightly but mm. um they kind of look at at history as more a a large thing that's sweeping large people scale, along yeah. um and I, I don't really know what i where i would fall on on either side of those or somewhere in between um, but it's interesting to talk about and anyway will durant is more from that classic history uh, great men of history. History needed um, these men. Right. Would He would say things like, uh, the reason that Rome collapsed was because of moral decay. Right. That's not something any modern historian, I don't think, yeah. would probably say. So, uh, interesting guy, and uh, I'd like to read his histories. We do have his history of philosophy also, that probably when I start, if I start reading any uh, philosophers, or maybe instead of reading some of these philosophers, I'll just read his sort of summary mm -hmm. of volume. So, Will Durant, number six, I believe. Or was, yep. Yeah, six. So, what's your number five? Isaac Asimov. Oh, yeah. You have, uh, I, you recommended that to me on mm -hmm. my previous list. Yeah. And, yeah, we've got a bunch of lists, uh, a bunch of books of his, and I like sci-fi mm -hmm. and fantasy, so I'm going to check them out. And like I, I feel like I'm not contributing too much to this episode. Oh, that's but fine. so many of these authors, uh, I've I I don't want to know too much about mm -hmm. their other works, about what all they've got going on. I want to when I read their books, I want to go into it with an open mind and judge right. their books accordingly, mm -hmm. and not have 
opinions already preformed sure. about it. So that's all. Just want to start reading some Isaac Asimov books. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, remind me, have you read? You've read one or two Agatha Christie's, or at yeah. least we've read them together. Yeah. Oh yeah. I've I been thinking lately. That. I've been comparing them more. Um, Agatha Christie and Isaac Asimov. Okay. And finding a lot of similarities. Um, I'm gonna probably write that up at some point, but just their their straightforward writing style. They're characters that aren't necessarily deeply fleshed out. Um, so while some would say their characters are two-dimensional, okay. but for some reason it works for me. They're okay. um, perhaps two-dimensional, but still, I'd have to think of a, better, of a good way to describe it, but still drawn with um, those broad strokes that I can still latch onto Paint those characters. Picture, yeah. Um, so. Yeah, so I, I like Isaac Asimov. I know a lot of people aren't as keen on him. Um, he wrote in the, I think, 40s, 50s, 60s, so um, a lot of his stuff is technologically outdated, mm-hmm. like a lot of sci-fi from them is, but I, I still the like I still like them. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I like reading him. He's a smart okay. writer. So. All right, my number five is John Steinbeck, American author, born in 1902. Um, you, I'm sure you've heard of some of his books, such as Grapes of Wrath. Yeah. Uh, famously parodied by the Veggie Tales. Yeah. <laughs> meh. Um, that was a meh. East episode. of Eden of Mice and Men. I've heard that one, yeah. Um, so he wrote, I think, about, uh, and I don't know a lot about his books, but I think they were sort of more salt of the earth, uh, these poor uh, pioneer type folks. I think uh, I think a lot of his are set in what was contemporary, about contemporary time for him, early 1900s, Depression era, I think. And so uh, he's supposed to be another really strong writer. So okay. I'm going to check him out. I don't know too much about him. Might hate him. But um, <laughs> I'm excited to check out John Steinbeck. That's my number five. Okay. My number four is Lou Wallace. Oh, I yeah. really want to check out his Tale of the Christ. Mm, uh, Ben-Hur. I've seen Ben-Hur, the original. Not interested in seeing the remake. <laughs> Boy, watch the trailer. Yeah. Not interested at all. Yeah. But I like his... Uh, well, I liked the movie that was made about it starring Charlton Heston, which, from what I understand, the movie focuses a little more on Ben-Hur and the chariot race, mm-hmm. uh, and I understand them doing that. It is a pretty sensational aspect, but uh, I guess the book focuses a little more on Christ, and so I'm just interested. I guess on this one I do have the backdrop of the movie in my mind, but I won't be comparing them so much as contrasting them. I, I'm, with this, I'm able to <laughs> see them as their own separate entities, and I definitely don't really know what the book is going to be like, and so I'm very excited to see yeah what it is all about. I know it's long. Okay. That's pretty much all I know about it. Well, that's good <laughs> to know. Um, Might oh, not tackle oh. that one just yet, then. I actually do know uh, something else he... I don't remember exactly what all he was originally going for, but I know he was a skeptic. And in the course of writing that book, writing the book and doing saved. the right and in yeah. doing the research for it and everything, he became a believer. So that's yeah. kind of a cool story. Yeah, I had heard that one. I thought that was neat too. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's my number four, Lou Wallace. Nice. My number four is the Right Reverend Nicholas Thomas Wright. So N.T. Wright, <laughs> you might have heard uh, the mention. I have me- heard them mentioned on the Sci-Fi Christian. Basically, all I know about him is what they've said, and it right, sounds as if sometimes they think he's right, and other times they <laughs> think he's wrong. I think Ben DeBono is is pretty pretty pro N.T. Wright. I think maybe Matt is 
Um, maybe not as much, but I think he, I think he at least liked his books. I don't remember. I mean, he, he's Anglican. He's a British Anglican, um, author and minister. And, uh, so obviously as, um, Protestants, as Baptists, I, we probably wouldn't agree with all of his theology. Um, he's kind of an interesting mix of, um, conservative on some positions and, uh, maybe less conservative on some others. And so I'm really interested to, to read some of his books. Um, I'm sure I'll disagree with them on a bunch of things, but I think that's good to, to read, uh, yeah. some, some, uh, works from people you disagree with, get opposing perspectives. Yeah, I agree. And, uh, not just stay in your in your I bubble mean, I of disagree <laughs> in your bubble of uh, in your echo chamber of right. people that agree with you on every detail. Yeah, um, that that makes for narrow narrow mindedness. For sure, for sure. So, uh, yeah. So I'm looking forward to reading some of his theology. He's supposed to be very intellectual, um, very very thoughtful, and so yeah, I'm looking forward to, to that challenge. N.T. Wright, my number four. All right, my number three is Jane Austen. No, and I, for, I keep seen, forgetting you haven't haven't read any of I know, I've with seen how much you like her stuff. So many her different movies. versions of Pride and Prejudice, mm -hmm. and I've never read the book. Yeah. All I know is the first sentence of the book, which is <laughs> something along the lines of "It's assumed that if a man has a lot of money, he must be in search of a good wife." Yeah, it's like it's a, want it's a truth. Wife. Yeah. Self-evident or something right, like that. Right, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, right, that line right there captures me that uh, the dry humor and wit in, in mm -hmm. it, the gentle sarcasm, sounds fun. And I, I'm pretty sure it's a book I would really enjoy reading. But I've just never gotten around to reading it. <laughs> and with each Pride and Prejudice version that comes out, I think, <laughs> man, I, I just need to go out and read the real thing, the original thing. Yeah. That's my number three. What? I think you would like this. I think I recommended her to you on our yeah, recommendations episode. And her books are, are pretty short. Um, some of them, at least, are short. So I think you could knock one of those out in a couple weeks. All right. Uh, my number three is Ian M. Banks. Have you heard of him? I have not. Okay. I don't think he's a, a real well-known author. He wrote science fiction. He was born in 54, 1954, just recently died a few years ago. And wrote some, I think, more hard science fiction, some more uh, literary, difficult science fiction. Uh, the Culture series, I think, is one of his more famous works. The Player of Games is one that I know is on my to-read list. Kind of like you, I, I haven't looked too much into the books, just because I want to go in mm -hmm. without knowing uh, too much of the plots. But I know he's highly regarded and uh, supposed to be very, very literary, uh, real smart guy. So I'm, I'm looking forward to checking out Ian M. Banks. I'll let you know. Let you know how good it is. Okay. All right. My number two is J.K. Rowling. Yeah. And I've seen the movies mm -hmm. one through eight. Eight movies, right? Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And so I'm just interested, and I like them. I'm just mm -hmm. interested to see how her Harry Potter books uh, compare with the movies. I guess there's. Mm -hmm. A fair bit that was assumed in the movies. If you had read the books, then you got more out of them than if you had never read them before. Probably that way with most and things. And so, yes. yeah, uh, as we were watching them, uh, mm. I would sometimes go online and realize, oh, okay, this happened because such and such was already assumed from the book. Hmm. And so it made a little more sense. So I want to just see how the books 
are if, if they're a little better at fleshing out the characters and so forth. Uh, I'm not interested in reading her newest book, though. <laughs> I just think that's a big money grab. I think she's sure, a bit of sure. a pushover. The fans <laughs> fans just need to learn when to let something die, okay? Enjoy yeah. when you're in the happy thralls of a <laughs> book series that you really love, mm -hmm. but realize that if this book series never ends, eventually it grows stagnant. And I think right, right. the movies ended solidly, solidly yeah, yeah. with mm -hmm. eight. But finish the story. I'm sure, exactly. And the books ended, so I'm sure mm -hmm. will end solidly with book seven. <laughs> There's no need for right. a sequel. Yeah, all so good things. So I'm, I'm going to, I'll check out the... Synopsis, synopsis. Yeah, yeah, on yeah. Wikipedia. Sure, sure, Wikipedia just, summary. Just because I'm curious, but I'm not curious enough to go read the whole book. Right. And I'm <laughs> sure, I'm sure they're gonna make a movie about it too. I don't mm. know. It's all just it's catering to fans, and these are not mm -hmm. the fans mm -hmm. that we need to be catering to. Okay, these are the <laughs> the fans that have no life Aww. and just obsess over it <laughs> and don't bathe. Oh, they that's barely a stereotype. Eat. Well, the stereotypes fans. exist for a reason. Poor little Harry Potter fan. What, what are Harry Potter fans called? I never read the books either. Boy, I, wasn't I don't know. Really into the Probably movement. something stupid. Even though they sounding. told me I, in Japan they thought I was Harry Potter. Yeah, but I am interested in, in Pot checking Potterites. out the books. So uh, that's my number two, J.K. Rowling. Hmm. Okay. All right, my number two. He was born in 1959, so pretty recent. Pretty recently, still alive. That's Steven Erickson. Another no, don't know this one. Yeah, another uh, fantasy science fiction writer. I'm not sure if he's written anything other than the series that I know him for, which is uh, Malazan Book of the Fallen. The first one we own, but I've never read. It's called Gardens of the Moon. Okay. Don't really know anything about it, except... What bookshelf is that on? Mm, I think the first... The one on the left towards the hallway? Sci-fi one, yeah. It's, okay. a, it's a tall book. I don't recall seeing thick. that one. It's it's there. Uh, top shelf, it used to be, at least. Okay. But, uh, yeah, it's supposed to be sort of a darker, grittier uh, science fiction fantasy. Um, another one, like I was mentioning earlier, War and Peace, with a cast of hundreds, and it's really difficult to keep track of. I think it's another in that same vein, where there's a lot of characters you have to try and keep track of. And I've heard heard good things about it. I don't really know if it's going to be my cup of tea, but I I got the first book. Check it out. I I don't like long unending series usually. Mm -hmm. I know that one is. I think that one's still ongoing. So that makes me leery. You would but... never make it in the Robert Jordan series then. Talk about no. long unending well, series. I would have if I had read it in high school. Series. Well, see, because I read all the Left Behind when I was in high school. Back before you learned how to walk away. I uh, yeah I enjoyed a lot of those but definitely after the first few you could tell he was just drawing it out um, and the same thing with uh like the sword of truth which i read in high school which i would definitely not recommend okay um very 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 drawn out series um that i actually did walk away from that one it's like a there's like 13 books in the series or something like that and i think i read 10 and then quit and just never, never went back. I don't think I even ever read the Wikipedia summaries for the last three. Just mm. not interested at all. But uh, yeah, definitely now, very much not. Uh, it would be difficult for me to read 13 telephone books, telephone <laughs> book-sized huge novels like that. Um, but yeah, so Steven Erickson. I'm going to check him out. See what I think. I'll let you know. That's my number two. 
right, so my number one is Neil Gaiman. Uh, and uh, I guess he's really big in the sci-fi community right now. Right, right. There's yep. so I'm interested to see what's all the hype about. So he may he wrote American Gods, mm-hmm. uh, and we own the ocean at the end of the lane. Mm-hmm. And he wrote some other stuff, which I'm trying to look it up online right now, and our internet's not working. So uh, maybe I'll he's written, post it in the show notes. But uh, Sandman which is a highly regarded comic book series, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't recommend that at all for you. Uh, a lot of horror. Uh, it's definitely a horror genre comic book series, uh, which um, is too bad because the, the literary stuff in there I thought was really cool. Um, the horror was, it's not my cup of tea. One thing he did help write uh, that I know of was uh, a Doctor Who episode for The Eleventh uh, Doctor. True. He mm-hmm. wrote The Doctor's Wife, okay. and I really like that episode. It's a quirky, unique one, and the first time I watched it, I was like, well, I don't really know what I think about it, but second time I watched it, I really liked it a lot. I thought it was clever and very fun. So, yeah, I'm I'm interested to see what's mm-hmm. the hype all about, and that's my number one, Neil Gaiman. Another thing that he wrote that I read in high school and didn't really care for but would like to check out again is Good Omens, which he co-wrote with Terry Pratchett. Oh, yeah. So that's a, a yeah, bonus. Yeah, I, I saw something about that in mm-hmm. his... It's, it's a send-up of the apocalypse, uh, you know, Armageddon, right. end of the world. Um, he kind of, he has a... There's an angel and a demon character in the book and sort of pokes, pokes some fun at, at Christianity a little bit. Um, well, that's that's Pratchett right there, poking fun. For sure, for sure. So I, I would check it out again. I, I wasn't a big fan of it when I first read it, like I said, but um, maybe I would, I don't know, I don't remember if I was offended or, or what or why I didn't didn't really care for it as much. But uh, and, I, and I did read his American Gods, Neil Gaiman's American Gods, in high school as well and didn't like it. Um, so I don't know if it was, it went over my head or... Uh, just not my thing or what, but I'm interested in checking out some more of his, his stuff. All right, my number one, um, and not necessarily because this is the one I'm most looking forward to, just because I'm going in chronological order, uh, is John Scalzi. He's born in 1969, so same year my mom was born. So not not old at all. Very uh, very young, young current writer. Okay. He writes uh, sort of humorous science fiction, I believe. Red Shirts and Old Man's War are two okay. that I... Uh, are on my to walk to read list i think uh old man's war at least is on my to read list and i've heard good things about him heard, heard some good recommendations about him usually like humorous sci-fi so we'll see how it goes john scalzi that's my number one so did you have any honorable mentions a couple that i considered but mm-hmm. i don't know they're not really that i'm super interested in mm-hmm. listening in reading like you mentioned, Leo Tolstoy. Uh, mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I I'll check out Anna Karenina at some point, but it's not. I'm super interested. Sure, sure. Thomas Paine with his common sense. Mm. Uh, Christopher Marlowe <laughs> writing Doctor Faustus mm-hmm. and the Jew mm-hmm. at Malta. Those are classic. And then you highly praised. Uh, the Anubis Gates by Tim Powers. I did. I did. So I'm I'm interested. I think then, I think you would like Tim Powers. Last but not least, Anathem is supposed mm. to be by by Neil Stevenson is supposed yes. to be 
this big wonderful thing so i loved it i you i've never seen you devour a book like that it's been a long time since i've devoured you. one like that so it was like 10 days thousand to, page book yeah yeah i i have to see what the hype was about i think you would not like it as much as i did but i think you could check it out yeah, yeah. it's hard to recommend a thousand page book right if i don't think you would love it but right. So I, I'm kind I of on the fence want to check on that it one, but just cause I, I liked it a lot. It's I've never seen you like that with a book. Might, it it's probably my favorite book that I read this year of the okay. thirty books I read or something so far this year. Twenty five, however many I'm up to. Okay. So cool. Uh, yeah, I just had a few um, Patrick Rothfuss and Dan Simmons. I've heard a lot about are on my to read list. Joseph Conrad with a uh, Heart of Darkness mm-hmm. is supposed to be very good. And I read part of it in college and wasn't really impressed, but meh, I was in college. What did I know? <laughs> Dumb kid. So check him out, too. All right. Well, if you guys listening have any authors you've never read but want to, or you have any comments that you want to make about the ones that we listened, mm-hmm. uh, let us know. Our email address is tto at us, or you can comment on our website, tto.coser.us. And we'll have our show notes available there at the website as well. Mm-hmm. Our next list that we'll be doing is top 10 improvements on Id- idioms and proverbs. So that'll be an exciting one you won't want to miss. Until next time, I'm Melissa Kozer. I'm Brian Kozer. And you've been listening to 10 to 1. we've got to have a post-credits little scene i thought i'd include a little podcast drama radio a little segment of us reading <laughs> Shh, i'm trying to read yeah we're not reading aloud we're just reading oh yeah sorry if i didn't specify that